Hello and welcome to the Hour Radio Podcast. The Hour Radio Podcast is an opportunity again to listen to one of our inspirational, thought-provoking interviews that we have brought to the listeners of Yawa Radio. Yawa Radio is online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are your well-being and happiness radio station, bringing the feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. Check us out at yawaradio.co.uk. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast from the Yawa Radio team. This is Glass Half Full with me, Steve Twining, where I'm joined by inspirational guests from around the world, sharing their stories, stories that may well resonate with you. Sit back and enjoy this week's Glass Half Full. Well, welcome to this week's Glatow Full. If you're a new listener to us, you join us for the first time, very, very welcome. If you're a regular listener, well, you will know what this is all about. I'm joined by inspirational guests from around the world to share some inspirational stories and some great tips to help you make sure that your glass is half full. Now, it's not every day I get the pleasure to speak to a workout warrior. Just love that. <laughs> Kevin, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Steve? Um, I'm doing good, Kevin. I've got a bit of a cough today, but apart from that, I'm all right. I think something knocking about where we live in, but uh, yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. So look, looking forward to finding out more about the work that you do as, as the workout warrior. First of all, how long have you been doing that for? Uh, I've been doing this for about 27 years, about 27 years. Wow, yes. my friend, you don't you don't look old enough. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. I but yeah, you're looking. You're, you're looking good. You're looking good. And, and what kind of what's what's your main aspect of work then? That you do as the workout warrior. So what mainly I do is I um, do corrective exercise, and then I also you know do health coaching, um, do some personal training, uh, post rehab. So if somebody has an injury, they go to physical have surgery, go to physical therapy, and I'm that bridge as well to help them to go from okay, you've reached your capacity from a rehab standpoint, but you're not quite ready to get into a gym or go back to doing your full workouts. So okay. I kind of bridge people to help them to get back into keeping those muscles strong, uh, flexible, mo joints mobile, and then creating a program that would help bridge them back to doing some of the things that they were doing and possibly even uh, with better movement patterns so that they don't repeat the pattern that got them to the injury, to the uh, worn out joint or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, okay. so that's what I mean. You, you, you kicked off that by saying corrective something, you said, corrective? Yes, yes. Yes. What does that so, mean? So what corrective means is, is that, you know, we help with movement. So if a pa movement pattern, if your pattern is not, you know, aligned, um, anatomically aligned, uh, biomechanically aligned with your body in a postural type of state, then, you know, you start having conversations. So for instance, um, you know, you may have somebody who, when they are, they work at a desk all day and they sit sideways and they start to stoop over. And mm -hmm. so it's from being forward. So the head goes forward, the 
trap muscles have started to overwork the back muscles. And so they get tighter and tighter and tighter. The um, abs get tighter. So, and the hip flexors get tighter as well. So you're almost drawn in. So if you mm -hmm. stay in that position for, let's say, eight, nine hours, and then you go sit some more and watch television because you need to relax after you've been working all day, <laughs> now you're just tight. You know, you know what I mean? So you're tight. I so do. now your body has developed, you know, we're, we're used to being in this position, so we're, we're drawn in. So now you go and you do your workouts or you try to, you know, you do a squat or you go and do, uh, you go to your aerobics class or whatever the case may be, but your muscles are still in this position. So now mm. to compensate for being in this tight position when you need to be nice and tall, you do a squat, everything's curled in. So when you're trying to exert force, you're curling in more, curling in more, curling in more. And so now what ends up happening is that your back muscles, lower back muscles become overworked because now mm -hmm. you don't have your legs underneath you or your pelvis aligned so that it could take some of the weight off of your uh, back and support you. So your back becomes tight. So now I got back issues and my back's hurting all the time. I don't know why. And so what we I do is I help to correct that imbalance. So okay. first thing we do is try to loosen up the hips, get you more. When you sit upright, try to get your shoulders back, try to get you out of this rounded position. Your chest muscles also get tight as well. So we try to elongate there. So now you have good posture. You're breathing better you're getting more oxygen in your body and you're trying to stay in a relaxed state maybe to strengthen those muscles back there as well so those those things are part of correcting the imbalance that's in your body kevin i, I just love it I, i'm smiling because um i interviewed somebody some time ago and uh, they actually kindly sent me a chair that has uh -huh. no back and it's an angle and it's called a sit-up straight chair right there you go. And, <laughs> and tell you what since I've got this chair, I took some getting used to because no back. You know when you lean back and uh, and there's no back. But I get what you mean, you know, because I right. was a lot of the time I was crouched crouched over. You know, I think I think it was a chiropractor sent it me to be honest. But uh, God bless him, I thank you for sending it. Yeah, that good. But it, it makes you use your own muscles to stabilize. So that yes. you don't just fall into the, you know, by the end of the day, you're down here. So, yeah, no, no, that's great. That's great. He was looking out for you. That's good. It really was. I thank him. I thank him for that. So how did you get into this kind of work, Kevin? Oh, wow. So how I first got into health and fitness, I've always been an athlete all my life. And so I played football, ran track and did all those things. But I didn't like working out. You know, I just did them yeah. because they were a part of, you know, being a born football team. You couldn't just play football and not run or not work out. So mm -hmm. over a period of time, when I stopped playing after college, I, I used to eat whatever I wanted to eat, and, you know, eat, you know, because I could run it off. But mm -hmm. when you love to eat, but you don't like working out, and when you're not forced to do it, you I kept eating, but I wasn't working out. So over a three-month period, I ended up gaining like 30 pounds in three months. And wow. I mean... I, yeah, Wild was right because I look yeah. My brother, I have a brother that's 10 months older than I am. So, you know, there's always a period in time where we're both numerically the same age, mm -hmm. um, but he's 10 months older. So he saw me and he was like, he, you know, I don't, do you remember the Pillsbury Doughboy? Um, I used to yeah. work, Kevin, 
Kevin, I used to work for Pillsbury many years ago. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. So the commercial used to go on, and they, they used to take the little finger and push in his stomach, saying he would make the sound. <laughs> you know, he was yes. that So my brother did that and put his hand in my fat and pushed it in, and he was like, <laughs> and I'm thinking, what? <laughs> what do you mean? You know, I was offended. Because in my mind, I still thought I was still that lean, mean fighting machine that I was three months prior. He said, no, 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 no. You got this big old fat stomach. You're looking like the Pillsbury Doughboy. And you know, I was in my 20s. And he was like, I was like, no, not me. And so it, it, it hurt my feelings, Steve. It crushed me because in my mind, I thought I was this stud. So anyway, I had to take a look at myself. And I was like, you know, we need to change this. And so I ended up, you know, losing the weight, losing those 30 pounds over the next three months. But I only did enough to lose the weight. I didn't change my habits. I didn't change my mindset. I didn't change my thinking. I just, you know, didn't like, you know, some of us have who have done this before, just did enough to get back to where I was. But I didn't mm. change my habits. So for the next, I mean, several years, I was on that roller coaster up and down, up and down. 30 pounds, 30 pounds off. So I probably lost a million pounds over some years, back and forth, up and down. So finally, in um, my mother died from heart, de heart disease, and she was only 56 years old. Um, okay. She was having bypass surgery, died on the table. And at that moment in time, I was crushed and broken because the, the woman I loved so much and who loved me and who gave her life for me mm. was wrong. And so that I had to take a hard look at my life. And I was like, you know, even though I have this in my genes, you know, she was diabetic as well. Hmm. And you're diabetic, you're four times more likely to have a heart episode. So, okay. um, and when that happened, I had to really look at myself and say, you know what? I must change my life. I must change my eating habits. And I must make change a lifestyle change and not just a temporary thing that I do until I can get to a certain point. And so I was depressed at that time as well, because again, I had a three-year-old son and the woman who loved me was not there to see him grow up and, and I didn't have her to reflect on or ask questions. Um, I mm -hmm. come from a single parent home. Mm -hmm. And so I, I decided then that the buck stops here. Kevin, you will change your life. You will make this a lifestyle change. And even though you cannot bring your mother back, you can live a life that honors her legacy. And you can help others by helping others to take control of their health. So they can be there for their children. They can be there for their loved ones. They can be there for their friends, for their civic organizations, for what they've been placed in this world to be there for and to help. You can do that for the, your clients and for all the people that you that have been placed in your life to show love and to help. So I did, I, I went ahead and I made a decision to change my eating habits, to get in the exercise routine and to be consistent with it and to make this lifestyle change and to show up for my clients, helping them, being there for them, taking them from where they are to where they wanna go and being mm -hmm. the best they can be in their lives. So that's how I really got into it. And then the rest of it started evolving because I would have injuries or I would see my clients who would have issues and problems and they kept, you know, having the same problem, keep having the same problem. So I found out what is the pathology? Because if you keep going to the chiropractor and then he adjusts you, but then you come back and now you got to go back to him again a week later because 
because you're having the same problem or the physical therapist, my knee still hurts. They fix you up. My knee still hurts. What are you doing? What pattern is causing this to happen? And mm -hmm. so I started really researching and getting to that so that I can help clients to get out of that pattern by changing their habits, changing their um, the way they're moving their body, their posture, the way they're dealing with stress, the way they're holding stress, their thought, even going into their thought patterns, what they're thinking about, so that they can be as healthy and as active as they need to be. So that's how we yeah. got there. Oh. Oh, I love it. And, and I love that sharing that, Kevin. That's really, really powerful. You know, and, and many people don't make that connection, do they, between their mind and the body either. You know, just yes. how they're thinking affects how they're feeling. It just affects their body. How, how, how easy did you find it to make that change? Then? When you made that decision, how, how easy was it to break those habits? It, it wasn't easy at all. It, it was <laughs> not easy. It was not easy. But it was one of those things that where, you know, you you have to stick with it and you have to be consistent with it and you have to make first of all make a decision to change and you may not be perfect at it but if you decide you know i think the um, root word for a decision is uh desider which means to cut off so it means cutting off all other options and you're deciding that this is the way i eat this is the way i train i i work out i work out whether i'm on vacation i work out whether i'm home whether it's christmas whether it's uh thanksgiving I am going to work out. Kevin works out and he does it. Unless something's wrong with me, I will be working out in some shape, form or fashion. And I had to make that decision. Not that I love it every day, not that I want to go every day, but I made the decision that in order for me to have the life that I want to live and to be effective and to help others, this is what I need to do. So getting there is a whole nother ball game. I tell you, I would have the hardest time um, going to restaurants. And so, you know, I, I used to love uh, going to like a, a Zaxby's and I would get, you know, the chicken fingers and the French fries and everything else. But I had a wrong relationship with French fries because I could not stop eating them. So again, I'll get to the drive-thru and I'll tell you the decision was difficult because I'll get to drive-thru and before I got there, I'll say, okay, Kevin, we are getting uh, a uh, grilled chicken Caesar salad. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're mm -hmm. going to say when I get there. So, you know, I'm waiting in line. I've talked myself up. I get up. We pull up, you know. Uh, may I take your order, please? And then it's like, uh, let me get a... Um, let me get a number one, you know, uh, whole the cold <laughs> large fries. Give me double fries and a big Sierra drink to, to drink. Sierra Mr. Yeah. Drink. And I'm like, then I get it. And I'm like, ah. Man, why did I give into that? Why did, it, yeah. why did that happen? And time and time again, when the moment of truth would come, I would choose the thing that I had this strong desire for because I had that wrong relationship. I want to have something that made me feel good temporarily instead of something yes. that would make me feel good for an eternity or for a longer period of time. So when I finally made that decision and chose that grilled chicken Caesar salad, I said, okay, if I can do it once, I can do it again. And so then mm -hmm. it got easier each time. But I had to make the decision to do it just once. Kevin, just do it one time, one time, just once. Convince mm. myself to do it once. And then that one turned into two, the two turned to three, three turned into 16, 17, 18 years. But it was a wow. starting point. And even though it was difficult, I had to stick with it. And then, you know, how sometimes we say, oh, we throw the baby out with the bathwater. Well, I'll just start, you know, it's Monday. And you say, I'll just start on my diet next month. 
<laughs> you know, you just I'll just I'll just start next week or next month or you know it's October. I'll I'll start at the beginning of the year. And instead of doing yeah. that, I said, okay, no, I messed up today, but that's today. Today is over with. Yes. I'm starting over now, right now. So from this point, from you know, 245 on, I'm on, I'm back on my my healthy eating. And every choice I make at this point will be one that will serve me. And if I messed up again, I'll start over immediately because you can mm. start over as many times you want to. You're the one that sets the bar. You're the one that sets the rules for your own life. So I set it until I win. Set the stage for you to win. You know, rig, rig, rig the game for you to win. <laughs> you rig it for you to win. You make it, a, make it an advantage for you. And so when you can step into that and then you start building that momentum, it becomes easier and easier to say no to the point of where your taste buds have changed, your mindset has changed, the way you feel about food has changed. And now, hey, it's not even a pull. It's not even an issue. Mm. You know, Kevin, you, you're reminding me of um, um, Wayne Dyer, who um, used to love a drink. In fact, he used to, the story is that when he ordered a drink, alcohol drink he would order two drinks to save time going to the bar okay <laughs> and then he decided that enough's enough um but what he said to himself what he said was and i'm just picking up on what you were saying there he didn't say i'm never ever going to drink alcohol again what mm -hmm. he did was he says today i choose not to drink alcohol that's right just today that's right and then next day today that's right. And, and and until he died, God bless him, I think for about 20 odd years, he never had alcohol again. But he just did it a day at a time. That's right. How wonderful. How wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah. Kevin, what about some key steps then to feeling good? So um, through just my time of, of uh, for myself of working through these different things, I came up with four main keys that helped me to feel good, to make feeling good a habit. And so, you know, when you think about the word habit and just a basic, basic in its basic definition, you think about something that you do over and over again until it becomes instinctual, until it becomes a part of you. It's like brushing mm -hmm. your teeth. You, you brush your teeth in the beginning when you were taught to brush your teeth. And then you don't now you've done it so many times so you don't really even think about it. You just grab a toothbrush and just start brushing your teeth and you mm. do it at the same time because it has become a part of you. And if you didn't brush your teeth, you'd be like, something's missing. Yes. Something's not yeah. right. Something's wrong. Oh, do they smell my breath? Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So if we can create habits of action, you know, we can create habits of thought as well. And so we get into the point of our mind of controlling our thoughts. And so thinking the same thoughts that we choose to think each and every time. So part of it, you know, I have four, four tenets, four rule, four, um, you know, pillars of it. Mm -hmm. Mindset is what I'm talking about right now. Meals, what you put into your mouth, your nutrition. Movement, the actual moving your body, you gain muscles. We have muscles were made to move, joints were made to bend meditation and and meditation from the standpoint of whether you're praying whether you are you know if you do your chance or whatever the case may be but a quieting of the mind 
mm-hmm. to draw within, to settle your mind and get to know self. So mindset, meals, meditation, and movement. And so with the mindset part, I, I feel like everything starts there. Everything starts with your thoughts. Um, they're said, uh, you know, that there are you have around sixty thousand thoughts every day, you know. And so, my thing when I when I heard that is, what are my thoughts consisting of? What am I thinking about on a continuous basis? And so I start to have to go in to think about what I'm thinking about. Kevin, you're being negative right now, and most of your thoughts are negative about these these things. You're negative about what you're eating. You're negative about your body. You're negative about exercising. These things have to change. You're negative about change itself. You're negative mm-hmm. about believing that you can. Why is everything I, what I can't do and what I don't have? And we live in a world that is already biased towards that. They always tell us what we can't do, why mm-hmm. we can't, what to be afraid of, the next thing to fear, you know, and so, and, or, or the next disease that may become upon your body. So you need to take this and, and, and you know, suggest this to your doctor. You may not have any symptoms, but just in case. Just in case, yes, yes. Be ready. Yeah, be yeah. ready. So I said, well, I don't, I, that's not helping me to feel good. What helps me to feel good is feeding my mind with positive information, feeding my mind with uh, thinking thoughts uh, about what I can do, what I can accomplish, what makes me happy, the places that ca- cause me to be peaceful. What are uh, things that I need to do? And one of the things I had to do is just, from, and, I, and this is Kevin, I had to start mm-hmm. watching the news at nighttime yeah. because the news, told me everybody that was going to get killed, shot, um, all the horrible things that happened in the world, all the negativity that was going on. And then I'm going to go to sleep after that and then wonder why I'm fighting in my dreams and people chasing me and trying to kill me. No. (laughs) So instead of doing that, I need to, you know, read some things that are positive. Choose what I'm opening my mind to, you know, whether it be um, inspirational leaders, whether it be um, pastors or or, or uh, you know, preachers or whatever the case may be, whether it be, um, you know, motivational speeches, anything that can, that will foster my mind and aid it into believing, Kevin, you can, Kevin, you mm. will, Kevin, yeah. you can do this. You can, you will. So anything that does that, that's what I need to put into my mind because I need my habitual thinking. Because again, what you hear over and over and over again, will go from your conscious mind to your subconscious mind and become a part of you. Habit of thought. So I need my habit to be something positive. So when I'm thinking those things, now my natural tendency will be, oh, oh, we can do that. Oh, that's no problem. How can we, how can I get there? How can I accomplish it? How can I go from here to there? What can Mm -hmm. I do? And that's what I love to give to other people to let them know what they can do, not what they can't do, how you can reach your goal. I want to believe in you until you can believe in yourself. And so if I can do that and get you to that point, then you're going to be halfway there. And, so, and then finally, you're walking on water. Finally, yeah. you're accomplishing your goals. You're rocking and rolling, moving the groove and shaking and baking. You're being the best you can possibly be. So that's mindset. Uh, meals. I knew that I, I'm tired. I was tired. I was out of shape. And my meals, when I would go to the doctor and they would give, uh, take my blood work, were reflecting, you're not eating healthy. You're not taking care mm-hmm. of yourself. Your blood sugar levels are high. Your cholesterol levels are, are not intact. Little thing, things like that, your A1C, all that kind of stuff. And so I said, okay, in order for me to be healthy and to me to 
actually do the things that I'm preaching to others and for me to give myself a shot on being here for my son, for being here for the people who I've been placed here to help them to be the best they can possibly be. I need to take care of myself. So I need to take the fuel that I'm putting into my body and have it to create energy so I can be energized, so I can help the people. So they're not coming to a tired Kevin. Yeah, how you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm tired, yeah. Kevin. Me too. No, I want to be like, yeah. hey, let's rock and roll, move and groove, shake and bake. How you doing? How you feeling? You feeling good? You know, kind of thing. And, and I want that to become something that's contagious because energy is contagious. Enthusiasm mm -hmm. is contagious. So when you can pick that up, help somebody, you get them energized too. And now spread that around instead of fear. Spread that around instead of doubt. Spread that around instead of disbelief. So I had to start eating better. So I started taking out the things that were not serving me and started eating things that I may not have liked in the beginning, but now they've become a part of me. Broccoli was one of those things. Eat broccoli. I've learned to love broccoli. And I got my taste buds back because the things that were bitter when I first started eating them was because I had my, my tongue was so used to sugar and salt. And salt, all those yeah. Things. I was just thinking so that, I, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So once I changed that, you know, I was able to taste the, the flavor in broccoli and taste the flavor in almonds. Almonds had like a little sweet taste that I didn't know because I couldn't taste it before. So change those things and started and the things that, you know, was unhealthy for me. Like, for instance, I loved potato chips and, and French fries. I would mm -hmm. always eat them almost every day. I could eat a bag of chips. I could eat my bag, my wife's bag, and my brother's bag all in one sitting. <laughs> I loved it. Wow. I could get a movie and I'm good to go. But I had a wrong relationship because I could not stop. And so there was like this addiction to it. So what I had to tell myself is, Kevin, we must divorce potato chips, French fries, period. You have tried this a million times. So the a million and one time is not going to change. We mm -hmm. just got to stop all together. And for me, I had just let it go. And, and for years, I have not had French fries or potato chips in, in years, like years, years. I had to. Now, I probably could, but I don't want to do that because if an alcoholic stops taking alcohol, they don't want to say, oh, I'm cool. Let me drink alcohol. And mm. that might send to a spiral. But I don't want that same effect because to me, I had the wrong relationship with it just like that. Mm. So that was meals. Mindset meals, med, uh, movement. So again, I had to move. And the thing I tell most of my clients is that consistency is the key to any manifestation or any breakthrough. You have to be consistent. You know, you don't have to be perfect, but you got to be consistent. So I had to get to a point where, you know, I was exercising on a consistent basis. And for me, I, I do well with uh, almost going every day, if not every day, almost every day. I don't yeah. do well with Monday, Wednesday, Friday, skip a day. I, I, it's either I'm going or I'm not going. And that's just my personality. So I had to get myself on a consistent basis. I tell people, do what serves you, though. You may be better on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And if that works for you, as long as you're consistent, then do that. But for me, it just wasn't that. So movement, taking care of stretching, elongating your muscles after you break them down. You want to make sure you do that because, again, just like I gave the example of bad posture, uh, you, if you got tight hip flexors, you, you're in the car a lot or you sit a lot, they get tighter and tighter and tighter. And if you don't get them back to their normal, natural length, 
then they just get tighter and tighter. And now you're going to overcompensate or compensate with another area. Now you mm-hmm. may have back problems. You may have uh, knee problems. You may have uh, uh, shoulders, tension in your neck. I get a lot of people with tension between the shoulder blades and neck and they have headaches, tension headaches. And it's because a lot of it comes from being drawn in. Chest muscles are drawn in here, elongating, stretching, breathing, breathing. Steve, breathing is so, so, so critical for circulation of your blood, mm-hmm. for respiration for, for to your cells, getting oxygen to your cells. Um, digestion is enhanced through breathing. Breathing. Tension reduction. Uh, stress reduction from breathing, just from breathing. I, I have so many people to come in here and they're, they're tense. They come in, they've, they, it took them a while to get there and they're working on stuff. They're thinking about all the stresses in their lives. And if I can get them to just lie on your back, take a deep breath, inhale, exhale slow. And then everything starts to calm down. Mm. Heart rate calms down. The tension in the neck starts to dissolve. The brain waves slow down. They're not in a high beta state. They mm. go down to an alpha state, sometimes even a, a theta state, because now they can think clearly. They're calm. And it's, it's a healing in your breath mm. over your entire body. But we have to take the time to slow down and to breathe. And if we can do that, we can take control over the situation. We can take control of our bodies and we can take control of our lives, which leads me into the meditation portion of it as well. Take the time to calm down your mind. Think about what you're thinking about to restore yourself. There are different meditation um, tapes and not, ta- I, I'm, I'm still back in, in the day. Tapes, tapes yes, tapes. <laughs> <laughs> still, but, you know, different um, meditation, uh, MP, MP3s and, and, <laughs> and things of that nature, but that you can listen to that will help you to tap into your subconscious mind. You know, hmm. uh, they say that that 95% of your life is controlled. Your body, your life is controlled by your subconscious mind. The mm-hmm. things that you do naturally or automatically that you don't even think about is in that subconscious. So, you know, digestion, you know, breathing, just regular breathing, all those things, your heartbeat, heart rate, all the circulatory systems are controlled by the subconscious mind. So if you can get tapped down to your brain activity, mm-hmm. if you can get down into there, sometimes you're able to change some of your habits, some of your thought processes, even your health, if you can calm that down you know, get into that, you know, healing is there as well. So also being able to just get to know who you are. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think we get so busy, we forget who we are, what what, <laughs> our, what our dreams, what our desires are. What do you really want to do? Not what everybody else expects for you to do, but mm-hmm. what do you want to do? And when you can get into that, it can change your entire being, change your body. Your body's different. Your life's different. Your outlook is different. And you do that on a habitual basis, changing your mindset, thinking healthy thoughts, Mm -hmm. moving on a consistent basis, getting in your body in shape, whether it be cardiovascular stretching, whether it be uh, strength training, building muscle mass, 
lean muscle tissue, eating healthy, giving your body what it needs from a nutritional standpoint, fortifying your immune system, making it strong and having it to function the way it was created to function, um, and meditating and just calming everything down and getting to know who you are on the inside. You do that habitually, you will feel good on a habitual basis. Not to say every moment of your life, but as a habit. If you can feel mm -hmm. bad habitually, just the laws of, of um, experiments, then you can feel good, good. on a habitual basis as well. You reminded me of a couple of things there where you're talking just before we, uh, before we finish. It's going back a few years now, and I was doing a course and uh, I think it was a counselling course, I think, and we were doing some relaxation. And the person, the tutor, said to me, Steve, breathe. And I went, yes. I am breathing. And she went, no, you're not. You're breathing from here, yes. not, not from here, yes. you know? Yes. And I, yes. when she was talking there, that, that came back to me. And then that, that thing about <clears throat> exercising and things, we're all we're all down with it talking ourselves out of it i love i love yes. cycling right yes and and i can be sat i can i can be sat here at times going hmm it's raining uh it's cold yes, uh, yes. even to the other extreme kevin oh it's too hot <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah. so i can make every excuse for not going exactly. and getting on the bike you know exactly. and, and but then when you get on it and you've done it you know that's right. It's, it, it's good. You've got to you've got to make that effort to do it. You've you know, and so I, at, at times I will get all my cycling gear ready the night before. Yeah. So it's there ready for me to go, you know, rather right. than waking up and going, oh, where's my cycling gear? Right. So in my exactly. subconscious, yeah, subconsciously in my head, I'm thinking in the morning I'm going to go out on my bike. Right. Makes yeah. a difference. Makes it a it difference. makes a huge difference. Yeah. So, so how could people? Sorry. Go on. Oh, I was saying, just like you were saying earlier um, about the breathing, uh, and I, I run into that with my clients a lot. Is that you know when we take a breath and we're trying to expand our rib cage, we're trying to force it up so we can get more oxygen in, and we're and it, and what we're actually doing instead of just really expanding the rib cage, our back muscles are pushing up our chest to go here, and we're cutting off this bottom half of ourselves. And so what ends up happening is that that back, your back muscles get tighter and tighter, push it up, and the more you do this. And so it's like, I have back problems. Okay, well, first of all, and then every time I lie down, I have this big gap in my back because my chest is always out. But if you retrain that, like um, your friend was telling you to breathe deeper from the abdomen, mm -hmm. allow the diaphragm to drop and expand, your back muscles will start relaxing because now the breath is coming from the bottom and when your ribs cage does expand, it's expanding from within instead of being artificially Pushed. forced up by your back. So yeah, no, that was great advice. That was great. Wow, well, love it. So so Kevin, how can people find out more about you if they want to get in touch? All right. So I got a free gift that's uh, the four keys in which I talked about to feeling good, the feel good habit. Um, I'll have that information for you. You can go to Instagram. My IG is Kevin, Kevin Bailey, 9204. And um, you can also go to, you can just, you can email me at um, okay. thefeelgoodguy at gmail.com. Absolutely. 
Right. Okay. Well, we'll put that all those details um, within the details when this is broadcast and then put out as a podcast as well. So, Kevin, it's been great talking to you. Thank you for joining us on today's Glass Half Full. Steve, thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Look forward to possibly doing it again. Wonderful. Thank you. A big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the team at Yawa Radio. Remember to check us out live online 24 hours a day, seven days a week at yawaradio.co.uk. And if you'd like to join us as a guest on Yawa Radio or as a guest on the Yawa Radio podcast, we would love to hear from you. Simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk. UK. Once again, a big thank you for taking the time out to listen. This is the Yawa Radio Podcast. Copyright applies. <laughs>